good evening and welcome. God bless every one of you. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I hope you are well wherever you are this evening across the earth. May God bless you and strengthen you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Just looking at the clock on the wall, it is 7.34 within the UK and we thank you so much for everybody across the globe that joins us this evening. And obviously uh, this Wednesday coming is our midnight hour for those that join us on the other side of the world as well. So at 12 o'clock this Wednesday evening is the midnight hour as we break into Thursday. But God bless every one of you. And I um, just want to apologise to those yesterday that was on the live stream yesterday. We had trouble yesterday. We had to just boot it off. So we just had to remove it. It was messing about. The 50p run out of the machine. So that's what the problem was. Let's just leave it at that. But good evening and welcome wherever you are across the world this evening. For everyone that joins us in the world of the podcasting later on a week down the line. May God bless you and strengthen you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We hope you are well. You can find us on Buzzsprout, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music and Alexa. It is 7.34 for those that are just jumping online. What's your day been like? You okay? All is well? Well, we're going to go. Let's just go. Let's just stay in the New Testament this evening. We're going to go into the Gospel of John. We're going to just disappear into the Gospel of John. And if you want to pick it up in chapter 20 with me, if you go to the Gospel of John chapter 20, it's where we have been for a few weeks, backwards and forwards. And as the screen says, uh, just carry on as the back of the screen says behind me. Um, it's, all, it's all about peace. You know, we are living in troublesome times. But I just want to let you know, God is your strength. God is your provider. God will give you peace. It's not about coming into church. It's not about how many times we're in the building. I know we say this a lot. Uh, that's a very religious way of looking at it. But if you are a believer, that is the simple press being a believer. What does being a believer mean? What does it actually mean? What is a believer? What is a Christian? We understand that the terminology Christian means Christ in me. Christ is in me. If you believe and you are believing in the fundamental points of Christianity, the birth, the death, the resurrection of Christ Jesus, and you know your Redeemer lives, you are a believer. And we understand very clearly where we are sitting at this moment and there are many people let's just put it like this that are exploring spiritual areas of life maybe you're clicking into this maybe you're just looking across the socials maybe you're at home comfortable the evenings are dropping in uh, and what i mean by that is the the daylight as uh, have you noticed this evening half past six it was quite bright outside here outside the church but you could see the 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 system of the weather was changing and the weather is changing very very quickly and we are in a very unusual season we've got certain leaders across the world threatening we've got things breaking out here there and everywhere the weather system is up to no good so all sorts of things are happening um, the reason I mention that is because it is written in the book what to expect at the time in which we live at this moment in time so if you are worried if you are doubtful if you are fearful of what is happening around the world God is in full charge. God is in full charge. So everything that we see, everything that we hear through media, everything we understand that's happening globally at this moment, there is nothing on this earth that has taken God by surprise. Everything that is happening, God knows, God foreknew, God spoke about, it has been prophesied. Everything that we see on this earth happening right through the weather structure, right, right the way through every area of leadership, everything has been prophesied, spoken about, clear, clear teachings in the word of God. Christ tells us 
to look out for the signals, to look out for the for what would happen in the time in which we live. So we can find this in the Word of God. So I just want to let you know tonight that what does a what is a Christian? That is not what we're looking at, but just just has come to my heart. So. What does it mean? Does it mean coming in and out of the building? Does it mean sitting under a pastorship? Does it does it mean sitting under Elim? Does it mean sitting under AOG? Does it mean sitting under the Baptist movement? Does it mean being in Catholicism? Does it mean being in the Church of England? What what is a Christian? A Christian is a believer in Christ Jesus. I believe. And we must remember and remind ourselves there is nowhere on the earth that a human being has the power to hold the wording, I want to be saved by Jesus. Christ saves us. So you are a believer by predestination. You are a believer. Christ is already working in your life before even the buttons of Christianity are being pressed. God is God is with you. So if you are in fear tonight of what is happening around the world, I just want to encourage you and don't be don't be fearful of what's happening. But a Christian, I believe in Jesus. I, I believe in the Word of God. I believe there is power in the name of Jesus. It's not about coming into this church. It's not about going into any other building. It, we don't get brownie points for the amount of times we skip in and out of church. I believe. It's my heart condition. So how do I get my heart condition to believe? Christ has to open up my heart. Christ has to open up my mind. Christ has to come in first because Christ is always first. Christ, the scriptures very clearly on the Emmaus Road and a little bit further on, on that biblical story that, that Christ opened their hearts, Christ opened their eyes, Christ opened their mind. Christ is the one that reveals. Christ is being revealed to us. It's not us saying, Jesus, I want you in today. I will, I will let you in. Christ is always, always in. Christ has been in Christ has created so it's always Christ is in your life before you even realize that you was a Christian before you even started thinking because the human mind has no capability of thinking about Christ without him opening up that door without opening up my eyes without opening up my heart without opening up my mind Christ opens Christ is the one that opens Christ is the one that is revealed he is revealed he is the savior he is the redeemer he is the bread of life he is the great I am he is your everything so he is first so he's the one that opens up so I just want to try and encourage all of us tonight not to look at what the world is saying through the arena of the news and through the media and almost get ourselves in a fearful position. Do you know what? There are many ministries, there are many churches that will almost press the drum skin and, and really hit you quite hard that if you're fearful, you can't be saved. If you're fearful, you're not really a believer. If you're fearful, you're not really walking right with Jesus. Well, we're going to look at a scripture in the Gospel of John chapter 20, and it's verse 19 through to the end of 23 that clearly tells us that his disciples were in fear. So there are many teachers out there, biblical teachers, there are many ministries, there are many churches that are really um, shouting and, and, and making a real loud noise that, oh, if you're fearful, you're not quite right, there's something in your life that's not right. There are there are many out there trying to, trying to make us be who we're not. And I just want to let you know that be who you are. Be you because you are unique. You was crafted. You was created. God created your character. He knows everything about you. He knows my failings. He knows my frustrations. He knows my heart. He knows my mind. He knows my thinking. He knows my philosophies. He knows my my uh, 
questions. He, he knows everything about me because he created me. And the reason I'm using me is because as I speak about me, then that obviously has a domino effect on all of us. God is with you. God created you. He knows everything about your your makeup, your build-up, your creative creative form, your, your doubts, your worries, your fears. He knows your skill sets because everything is from above. Everything is from above. You are from above. You are not from beneath. You are a child of the living God. You are blessed and highly favored. But we are living in very sensitive times. We are living in very powerful and very spiritual times, almost very emotional times. And as British, are we British? Are we English? Who are we? What are we? What what label is on the tin of, of our culture at this moment I, I don't actually know what this nation is who we belong to where we're going what is happening because we have a sweet shop of everything anything goes you can do anything you can follow anything you can be what you want when you want how you want so we've lost we've lost our way within the UK now I'm not talking about you good brothers and sisters I'm I'm talking about certain areas of life we have lost our way but maybe you might be bold enough to say do you know what because of the nation generally structurally politically finance areas of uh, business we seem to have lost our way we're we are in the darkness at the moment just remind yourself of um, psalm 119 your word is a lamp unto my feet a light for my path God is your light, he is your bread, he is your living water, he is your good shepherd, and he will provide. But this nation has lost its identity, you have to be careful how you use that word this this time in which we live in. We have lost all understanding, I, I, I think this may be correct me, are we British, are we English, are we living in the UK, the British Isles? Where are we? Who are we? What is going on? We don't seem to have leaders in areas of leadership that are standing up strong and standing up for the people, standing up for the workers, the grafters, uh, those that are on the rubber on the road, those that are pushing through. We seem to have very flaky areas of leadership within this nation. We need strong leadership. And what happens is when leadership is very flaky and very thin we become very uh we, we become un, we become very very uh volatile we become very uh in in a very precarious place i i believe that we are in a very precarious place gotta be careful how to prevent things so i i, I think i think maybe i've got this wrong that maybe through a lot of households through a lot of jobs through a lot of things that are happening as winter approaches, there, there is a lot of fear underlined. I believe that there are ministers and there are preachers and teachers and believers that are quite fearful. But we're, we're frightened to talk about a few things in the UK. We're frightened to talk about Christianity. We're frightened to talk about fears. We're frightened to talk about emotions. Um, but what I see is that that there is power in the name of Jesus, obviously, I see this this nation is very emotional. I see that this nation is very fearful. I see that preachers and teachers, as as you analyze, as you look, and as you look look into the skin and you open up the envelope of church and you look in, you can see there's a very tenderness, almost a a, a frightening layer of skin laid, laid underneath. People are frightened to talk of how they really feel. 
there are and ha- there has been for many years transatlantic ministries that have come across the shores shouting and screaming and, and praising Jesus at no matter what the cost. But I just want to take us to a text tonight that tells us very clear that Christ does not hold anything back even when we're fearful. He won't hold any giftings back. He won't hold any blessings back. He won't hold the Holy Spirit back. Christ will come in to our fearful moment. So if you are a believer, and I mentioned Christianity at the, at the beginning of this, uh, this um, Holy Communion service, if you are a, a Christian and you are a believer, forget about the coming into the church. If you believe, Christ will meet you in your fear. Christ will meet you in your walk in life. Christ will meet you. Christ will come into your life. Christ will come into your lockdown. We've just experienced many, many hours and days and months of being locked down. And there are many people still frightened and cannot come out of that lockdown mode. Still very tender, still very uh, feeling uh, a bit tender to society. We can still see there's a bit of a, a holding back. We're almost off the gas a little bit. But I just want to let you know that, that Christ steps, Christ comes into, Christ is revealed, Christ walks into into our lives. He comes into our lives. He comes down to us. The Bible says he came down 14 generations. And when you understand the genealogy of Christ and what he came through and the seed through David and all the way through um and the genealogy of Christ. Christ comes down to us. The word came down to the earth. The Holy Spirit came down. The Holy Spirit was given as a gift. Salvation has come to us. Christ, the Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, they, they come to us. They, they open us up. They lead us. They guide us. They, they are with us. They never leave us nor forsake us. Even when you're in or I'm in the most darkest and the fearful moment of life, Christ does not reject. Christ does not disappear. I know the screen's gone off behind me. Guess what? I believe we've run out of battery. How about that one then? And that's probably how a lot of us feel. We've run out of battery. A lot of us has run out of battery that we're 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 running on air almost. And if you're running on air, if you feel like you've run out of battery, go and plug yourself in to the Word of God and give yourself a bit of a boost. Plug yourself into Jesus. He is the the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He is your everything. And I pray that you will find rest and you will find peace and you will find understanding. This nation seriously has lost its way on many levels many levels but you are not lost you are not lost you are found you have been chosen nations come and nations go uh systems come and systems go leaderships come and leaderships go kings come and kings go (coughs) authorities come and authorities go you know got a bit of a frog in my throat there so Christ comes to us, Christ reveals to us, but we must address the issues of fear. Now, with fear, fear does not stop the power of the Holy Spirit working. Fear does not stop Christ working. Fear does not stop God moving in our lives. Fear and, and that does not allow a barrier to go up because this is such an easy read tonight. This is so simple I just want to encourage you tonight, if you are worried, if you are doubtful, if you are stressed, if you are strained beyond the human understanding, you've got headaches and you're feeling tired and you're feeling exhausted, uh, I, I just pray, I just pray that you will just find complete peace for your heart tonight because 
don't worry about worrying. Don't worry about the fears. Don't, you know, when we start to worry, there are many Christians that I, I meet and talk to, and they are worried that when they start to worry, it, it drops their faith, and God doesn't. I know what it says. Without faith, it's not. It's impossible to please God. But that's a, that's a different. That's a different heartbeat altogether. And you have to look at that in a real. Uh, careful in a very delicate way when we open up the text to that one uh, you can spend quite a lot of time doing some um, expository um, bible study and just taking line by line you know word by word and ju- just taking our time through this i just want to let you know that if we enter into another lockdown if we enter into another place of serious control we are at this moment to a degree If you or I enter into a box of fear and we are absolutely scared beyond scared, panic attacks come in, doubt comes in, it's almost like faith drains out of your boots and it's gone. I just want to let you know that Jesus will never leave you. Jesus will never leave you. Doesn't matter how our emotions are, doesn't matter how our feelings are, doesn't matter how our humanity is. Christ created us as human beings. Christ loves each and every one of us. What did Christ create? He created the human race. He created the human race. We are human beings. We are created from the dust of the earth, from the the speech of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. We are we have we are created by the Creator. We have been brought into existence by the spoken word, by the power of the word, by the biological process that God put into place at the very beginning of creation. So we are not here because of the power of our father and our mother's will. We are here because of the plan that he has for your life before parents came into being, before grandparents, before generation upon generation came onto that family tree that you might have on your wall and you trace your family tree back you know that family tree is only that family tree because god was breathing in your family tree you are here because god has been breathing in your life from existence you are here because of unconditional love you are here not not for any other reason but by the power of the living god and god loves you unconditionally and i pray tonight as we read this scripture very easily and it's a very short scripture I just want to let you know, if you are in the position of fear tonight, God will not hold back. Christ will not hold back. The Holy Spirit will not be held back. It is given. It is given in a time of fear. Let's read this together. Go to the Gospel of John. John chapter 20, verse 19 through to 23. It says, On the evening of the first day of the week, while the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed him their hand, his hands and his side, and the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Uh, verse 22. <clears throat> This is uh, one of the main parts I, I pray that God will God will open up your heart to receive tonight. Verse 22 of John chapter 20, it says, and with, and with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you uh, forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, their sins are not forgiven. If you just hold it in verse 22 a moment, it says, And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. So Christ comes into their life. Christ is revealing himself to them. Now, there are two areas I think that are very relevant for where we sit today. 
It says, on the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together, Christians are together. Believers are together. The scripture says, as the writer writes, even though I can't be with you in bodily form, I am with you in spirit. So even though that we can't gather, we are united by the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. We are connected. Tonight we are connected through visual and through the power and through the greatness of technology. We thank God for that. Because that has given us the ability to be able to reach people around the world as the believers in Christ Jesus. So with the power of technology, and the church is using that correctly, believers, we can get the gospel. And I believe God is using the power of technology to get the gospel global, to reach indigenous tribes right in the back end of beyond, you know, that that, that have no way of seeing missionaries, but but by some amazement they have devices, they have gadgets, you know, as it all goes. And we see this quite a lot. But they can pick up the gospel of Jesus Christ through through the power of technology. So we, we see that very clearly because the scripture talks about how in the end times the gospel will get to the four corners of the earth. And you could you could think, go back 25, 30 years, how would it ever be? But you can see how the world is as shrunk because of the power of communication and how the world can is crisscrossing. You know, we've got people that follow these live streams, everything that we do on the other side of the earth, completely on the other side of the earth that connect with us and we connect with them. So the power of technology is being used in the end times. You know, what the devil meant for harm, God will use term for good. So when you look at this text that we're in, the togetherness, there is power in unity. There is power when believers see believers believe obviously from genesis to revelation there is no question there there is no there is no breaking down and going did god say are you sure this was that but religion will will try and dissect it and religion will make up its own conclusion but believers will just believe because jesus just said just believe so when you look at this text it says on the evening of the first day of the week when the disciples were together you are a disciple if you belong to christ now, it's interesting here. It says that they was together, uh, and as the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear. So these are the ones that were called. These are the chosen. These are the disciples. This is the early church. These are the believers. These are the ones that Christ had a face-to-face encounter, a face-to-face calling. You can never have a calling more greater on your life than having Christ come up to your boat, stand on the shoreline of Galilee and call you. Through his voice, see him in his physical Christ, hearing the voice of him. They dropped their nets, they went and followed him. So when you look at disciples, this this is the core. This is the core. This is the core. That, but, but what was the core doing? Yes, they were together, but yes, they was also in fear. Now, why was they fearful? It says they was for fear of the Jewish leaders. The, the key word at this moment is leaders. There are many people, many believers that are together. There are many people that are in lockdown, believers that are in lockdown. What are we fearful of? We're fearful. I'll say we, because at moments, I have to be honest, I can get fearful of what some leaders are doing in other areas of this world. And I can go, God, is he, are they possibly maybes? What God is going to happen? Now, if anyone is really honest and open and you look across the world as a believer, you will, any, any believer will have moments of fear. Not because it's a lack of faith, but because it's part of, part of the human construction. Fear has been in us 
since day one. Fear has been around us day one. It, when you when you trace it in the word of God, you've only got to look at certain prophets. You've only got to look at certain areas of the scripture. You will find that their reaction was a human reaction. And when you react as a human being and the chemical reaction in your mind, you're thinking, you're processing, uh, you think the fight and flight moment that has been built into humanity. We are human beings. And the ch- certain areas of the church, certain areas of ministry tries to take that off of us and there are certain transatlantic preachers and teachers and certain people globally that have global teachers that are very well known that have said that we are little gods gotta be very careful what you hear replacement theology hyper grace uh certain areas of the pentecostal preaching and teaching bringing hype rather than bringing us to jesus bringing us bringing us into an atmosphere rather into the presence of god So there are many teachings out there that will try to lift us up as believers and try and get us in a false position of that you will always be in this romance, this position of praising him no matter what. Your praise will always be on my lips. Yes, I get that. But what about the moments in the scripture when the disciples, David, Moses, countable ones that god used and he used for his work they have moments in their life when when almost the god button disappeared and fear entered into their physical being and they reacted as a human being i love reading that because it just gives me peace to understand that i am a human being i am saved by grace i am blessed and highly favored but i do react as a human being sometimes the bible talks about the human race so here we have believers here we have believers gathered together doors locked windows bolted for fear of the jewish leaders are you fearful of world leaders at the moment that's okay because you are a human being and God is with you. Are you fearful of the finance crash that's coming? Are you fearful of your work? Are you fearful of, of your marriage at the moment? Are you fearful of the children? Are you fearful of the way that you are feeling? What is the fear that you are feeling at this moment? There's no need to articulate. There's no need to, to, to crack it out onto the socials. Just just present it to God and just say, Tonight, Lord, I'm fearful about work. I'm fearful about my relationship. I'm fearful about my actions. I'm fearful about life. Lord, I'm worried about leaders because the Bible says the disciples were together, but they were together and it was in lockdown for fear of. Fear of. Fear of what? Fear of leaders. We will always be in a posture of being fearful of leaders because there are certain leaders across the globe that are very dangerous. But God is always working. There are leaders in many layers of life that are that are very dangerous leaders. Now, God is in full charge. We understand what Christ, the Bible says that, that, that Christ will return and he will come back for the bride. The bride of Christ is scattered around the world. So Christ is coming back for pockets of his bride in certain areas of certain nations globally so don't worry about certain leaders around the world 
think that they could have raised certain nations because God will not allow that. God is moving very, very powerfully. But we, as the scripture says, there will be wars, rumors of wars, famines, desolation, stripping back, children rising against parents. We, we get all that, but Christ is coming back for the bride. Christ is coming back for his church. But there are certain areas of life that you might be fearful of. You might be fearful of certain leaders at this moment. You might be fearful of the leaders within the UK. You might be fearful of leaders outside the UK of what they are saying and what they propose to do. Now, this scripture makes it very clear. It says, On the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear. They wasn't locked down in joy. They wasn't locked down singing hymns. They wasn't locked down... uh, incomplete rest in Christ. They was locked down because of fear of the Jewish leaders. Now, this brings comfort because then it goes on and says in the Gospel of John, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Christ is with us in our fearful moments. Christ comes to us even when we're fearful. Christ is revealed to us. Christ is our peace because what does Jesus do? He doesn't address the theological stuff. He doesn't address the areas that are that are causing issues, as in the leaderships. He doesn't address that. What he addresses the individual, and how does he address the individual? He addresses the individual with a blanket word, and that is "peace be with you," because he knew that all of them were in lockdown because of the leaders on the outside of the doors, they was fearful for the outside environment. Are you worried about the outside environment? Are you worried about things that are on the outside of your house? Do you feel that you're in a lockdown in your home? Do you feel that you're locked down and you are in your own home and you are locked in almost a, a, a cell of fear? Christ will come. Christ has come. Christ will stand. Christ is with you. God is with you. He is your king. He is your savior. And I just want to encourage you tonight as we come to the table, Jesus will come and stand in the middle of your fearful day. Christ will come and stand in your anxious moment. Christ will come and stand in your trouble. Christ will come and give you comfort. And to be perfectly biblically open, he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So I can be a believer and have a fearful moment. What we have here is the physical Christ presenting himself to the early church, to the believers, to the disciples. What we have here is the physical Savior, the the, the physical Christ presenting himself, stepping through the wall, stepping through the environment, stepping through the, 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 the stonework, stepping through the trouble, stepping through everything and coming into into their life. Christ comes into our lives. Christ will not step out of our lives because I've gone into fear. Christ comes in. I, I, I would look, maybe, maybe this is not a biblical way to put this. I believe as fear accelerates in our lives, Christ comes in more. As fear seems to take over, Jesus is revealed more. Now, we don't have the time to, to explore all that, but I just want to let you know, if you are fearful, Jesus is still with you. If you are fearful, you are still saved. 
If you are fearful, you are still a disciple. If you are fearful, you are still on your way to heaven. If you are fearful, your name is still stamped in the Lamb's Book of Life. Because because of fear upon these disciples, it did not remove what Christ was doing. What I love, what happens next, Christ um, deals with their fear. Then it says when they when Christ spoke to them, peace be with you, they were overjoyed. They had the privilege that we don't have. They physically see the Messiah. We don't have that privilege. We go by faith. We go by faith. We have to go by faith. So we are over 2,000 years up the tracks from this story. Thousands upon years up the line. Jesus said to his disciples, it's okay for you lot. You're struggling to believe and I'm in front of you. Blessed are the ones that have not seen, but yet believe. There is power in believing. Now, as we go a little bit further, as we stretch a bit more into this scripture, it says something really interesting, that many ministries um, teach and, and say the opposite. The only way that you can get the gift of the Holy Spirit is not by a man, is not by a preacher or a teacher. It is given by Christ. It is given by the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. However you want to find that and look at that, without we don't have the time to get into the, the depths of the wills of that. But Jesus did not hold back the receiving of them. So they was receiving what? They was receiving the Holy Spirit. They was in fear. So their fear did not stop Christ coming into their life. Christ came into their life because of fear. How do you know that? Because straight away he said, peace be with you. So he was, in, he was addressing their environment. He was addressing their, he was addressing their human, human side. He was addressing his sons and daughters. The disciples were together. It says the disciples were together, and he said, peace be with you. After this, he said, now he gives them evidence. He has to give them evidence because you can imagine how they was feeling. You can imagine how they felt. They was in lockdown. They'd been in lockdown. They was fearful of the leaders. Are you fearful of leaders at this moment? Are you fearful of what is happening around the world? You are a human. I am a human. We have fear. We have joy. We have doubt. We have faith. We have a mixed bag of everything going on within us because, very simply, we are human beings, saved by grace. Now, a few things as we come to the table. Christ addresses the fear. Christ comes and steps into their life. Christ speaks to them. Suddenly, he has to present himself in human form. He has to bring himself to that level that they understand he has to come to my level he has to come to where i am because i cannot get to that i cannot lift myself up because i am a human he comes to me and he nurtures and he encourages me he strengthens you and he strengthens me so christ comes to us christ comes to each and every one of us he is the one that presents himself to us he is the one that reveals himself even when we're in a fearful position christ reveals himself to you and to me and i want to just read this as we get ready to take the cup and break it break of bread Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. So tw on 
on two occasions, very quickly, moment upon moment, Jesus is addressing the fear still. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. It is I. Peace be with you. So Christ is letting us know tonight that we might be fearful of the world, but peace be with you. Peace be upon you tonight. And Jesus did not hold back the gift of the Holy Spirit. Christ will not hold back, even when I walk in fear and doubt and worry. Christ will not hold back, because the scripture tells us. He says, peace be with you, as the Father has sent me. Now, there is a, a biblical structure, and the structure has to be followed by the church, by the early church, by the church, by the church, by the body of Christ. No one can get to the Father except through Jesus. So the only way I can get to Christ, to God is through Jesus. Now, Christ is the head of the church. Now, Christ is the one that gives the gifts. There is no man, there is no preacher, teacher, there is no human being on earth that says, I'm going to give you this gift. If you come to this college after 12 weeks, you will be an evangelist, you will be a healer, you will be this, you will be that. We will give you a gift. There are many on the socials at this moment promising and telling you we will make you we will give you this gift if you buy a ticket come and partner with us certain ministries around the world are charging thousands of pounds to say that we will give you this gift of healing this gift of interpretation this gift of healing this gift of this when the bible says and the bible is is the authority over everything. Jesus is the one that gives the gifts. He is the one that calls. He is the one that chooses. He is the one that gives the gifts. It is not the ministry. It is not the man. It is not the church, as in the church in what we see across life today. Christ gives the gift. How do you know? Because of this. Now, he says, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. So Jesus is the one that sends. Jesus is the one that leads. Jesus is the one that gives the gift. He says, as I have been sent, I will send you. Callings. Callings are extremely important. Now, that is a separate area altogether. But very easily and very simply, we can read, I am sending you. And he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. So here we have disciples in lockdown. Twice Jesus says, peace be with you. So there is fear in the arena of that place that they're in. They are in panic mode. They are in fear. They are in doubt. There is all things happening through their human beings. They are humans. They are disciples, but they are the human race gathered in a lockdown moment for fear of the outside leadership. Jesus comes to them in their distress. Jesus speaks to them in their distress. Jesus deals with their distress. Jesus gives peace. Not only does he say, peace be with you, but then he breathes on them and they receive the Holy Spirit. I love the fact that I can be completely fearful, completely lost in culture and life, and be given a gift from Christ above. 
Faith and fear move very close together. And as we come to the table tonight, I just want to let you know that if you are a disciple, if you are a believer, and you are having fearful moments in your life, never, never worry about your salvation. I know what the scripture says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. That, that's, that's different. But don't let religion and church, don't let preachers and teachers try to teach and to show you and to press such a hard bullet firing at you that if you don't operate in joy, you are not saved. Well, it says there that, 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 that they was fearful, then they was overjoyed. But then Jesus had to come back again and say, peace be with you. So faith and joy can switch very, very quickly. Faith and joy can switch very quickly. Faith and fear can switch very, very quickly. We see that in the scripture. Why does it do that? Simply because we are human beings. You are a human being. You really are a human being. If you pinch yourself, you'll realize you've got skin. You are a human being. You can't get around. We can't get around the fact that we are human beings. But we are sinners saved by grace. We are washed in the blood of Jesus. We are saved by by Christ. We are saved by the Word. You you are you belong to Jesus, but I'm afraid to say we are human. So with humanity becomes human traits. With humanity becomes failings. With humanity comes joy, comes fear. With with a human being becomes sin and holiness. So there is always an opposite, and there will always be an opposite all the time that we are human beings until Christ calls us home. So as you come to the table tonight, I just want to let you know that if you are fearful tonight of leaders around the world, you're still saved. If you're fearful about what a doctor has said, a consultant has said, you are still a believer. If you are fearful about money, if you are fearful about life, if you are fearful about your children, your home life, your culture, whatever your fear is, the Bible says nothing can separate us from height, depth, nakedness, peril, sword. Nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Nothing can separate us. No fear can separate us. I have to remind us that we are human beings saved by grace. We are created, we are chosen, you are blessed, you are a son and you are a daughter. But we still can't get out of the fact, if I wasn't a human being, I wouldn't die. Death is upon humanity. Death is upon on, on flesh. We can't, we can't escape the fact that we are human beings, but saved by grace. Look, we're going to come to the table. Just a couple of quick things before we come to the table. The disciples were together, and they were together in fear. They were fearful of the leaders. Jesus addresses their fear. They were overjoyed. And then he quickly says, peace be with you. So fear and joy can run very quickly together faith faith and fear can run quickly together everything can run very quickly together we see that when the disciple jumps out of the boat if it was you call me and i will come and i will walk on the water he walks on the water but then he looks at his environment as soon as we look at the environment what happens we sink 
not as in the way of sinking, uh, losing Christ, but we sink in the problems because our eyes are focused on the problems rather than on Christ. So Christ is always rescuing. He rescues a disciple from the water. He rescues every one of us. He is a rescuer. So when fear comes in, the human body drops. That, that is a fact. That is a scientific fact that fear makes us and turns us into characters that we're not normally like. Fear affects adrenaline. Fear affects the thinking. Fear affects the, the, the emotions. Fear affects the way that we act. Fear can trigger anger. Fear can put us into a flight and a f- uh, fight and flight mode, mode. Sorry, Fear can do so much to the human body because at the end of the day, as we come to the table, we are coming as human beings, but human beings saved by grace. But we still can't get away from the fact that we are the human race because the Bible talks about the human race. So as we break bread together now, just remind yourself that you are a human being with all the emotions under the sun, with all the characteristics of a human being, with all the failings that we have as humanity, but you are saved. So what is saved? Is the flesh saved? The flesh will disappear to the ash the uh, to the to the ground it shall return as genesis says ashes to ashes dust to dust we understand that we get that but what happens is the inner me that inner me that makes this body move is what is going to glory let's break bread father in the name of jesus we break bread together now father we thank you that there is power in the name of jesus and lord we understand that we are human beings saved by grace washed in the blood of Jesus, chosen, blessed, called. You called us. So we come to you tonight, Lord, and say very simply, Father, help me in my life. But tonight, Lord, I break bread in the presence of whoever is around me, at home, at work, wherever I am across the world, I break bread, and I might even be doing this on my own. I might be doing this indoors i might be doing this in church i I might be doing it wherever i am in a field i thank you lord that i don't need religion because religion cannot understand what we are doing jesus says do this in remembrance of me so lord we take this now thank you that your body was broken for each and every one of us in jesus name amen So when you when you think about Christ, the Bible says the man, Christ Jesus. To be a man, you have to be a human. To be a woman, you have to be a human. So when the Bible talks about the man, Christ Jesus, fully human, but fully Messiah. Fully Jesus Christ of Nazareth, But Colossians says Christ is the image of the invisible God. We see Christ in his humanity in the Garden of Gethsemane. And that clearly tells us that he is a human being when he was sweating droplets of blood. He has all the characteristics. He eats. He walks. He lives. He breathes. He worked. He's got earthly parents he's got brothers he's got family 
Christ and the word became flesh. What is flesh? Flesh is created. Flesh is humanity. Christ became a human. Christ became and the word became humanity. In his full humanity, he was fully God. In his fullness, in his humanity, he was and is the savior of the world. When you study Christ in the, the human, and I love the way that the, the scriptures drop that into the text, the man, Christ Jesus, the man, the human, we see human attributes, we see human traits in Christ, not in sin, but in the way that he speaks, in the way that, anyway, we, we, we're going to take it a bread, uh, take it a cup. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you that you will wash us. And Lord, just looking at the human race, I'm a believer in Genesis to Revelation. I am a human being. I'm a sinner saved by grace. So to be a sinner, I have to be a human because the flesh, according to the word of God, is corrupt. And we can find that out very, very clearly. So wash me and cleanse me in the crimson tide, the blood of Jesus Christ shed at the cross of Calvary. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord, refresh me tonight. Drive out all fear in Jesus' name. Amen. Sisters and brothers, the Gospel of John says, perfect love drives out all fear. To experience fear, I've got to be a human being. To be a human being, I've got to be created. To be created, I've got to come from. I've come from God. You have come from God. You have come from the genealogy, trace yourself all the way back. Where will I find myself? Where will I find my roots? Where will I find myself? I will find myself right back at the beginning of Genesis. God is with you. God will never leave you nor forsake you. I'm with you to the very end of this age. Jesus said as he was ascending, and in that ascension time, at that period where he was revealing himself, I will send you a comforter. I will not leave you as orphans. Imagine how they was feeling with all the emotions, seeing Christ now to the cross, taken down, taken to a borrowed tomb, the stone rolled. There must have been fear buzzing all around that place. Story after story, church grapevine after church grapevine, this, that. The emotions must have been exploding around the cross time. Humanity must have been bringing all types of stories. But Jesus said, I will give you, I will send, I will not leave you as orphans. We are not left on this earth on our own. What is a comforter? A comforter brings comfort in what? Times of trouble. I love the word of God. I will give you the comforter. I will give you the Holy Spirit. I will give you. Jesus gives. Jesus gives. Jesus gives. Man cannot give. 
Man can pray, but man has no ability to hold a gift from you for the price of cash. Ministries will tell you, many ministries will tell you, if you give me and pay us through the bank, we will release. No, 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 no. Christ gives. Christ is the gift giver. So I pray tonight that if you are still in fear at this moment in time, after what we've looked at and what we've just read and what we've spoken about, don't worry that you're still in fear. Don't worry because you're worrying. Because the gifts will come. The promises will start still come. The word is still working for you and in you and around you and for you. The gift will continue to be given. The Savior will still walk with you. Even on the Emmaus Road, it says their hearts were beating. They was chatting. Their emotions, their adrenaline must have been high. Their thinking, their understanding, everything must have been really pushing hard and hard and hard and hard. So do not worry about how you feel. Feel mentally, physically, spiritually. He will never leave you nor forsake you. God bless. Have a wonderful evening tonight. Wherever you are across this earth, God is with you. Even in your fearful moments, even in your doubtful moments. Even in the general stretch of life, God is with you. Christ will come and stand in the midst of your trouble, your workplace, your home life, your environment. God God is with you. God, God is with you. That's it. We're done. We're out. We'll see you soon. Um, and we will catch you on Wednesday morning, coffee and prayer, around about 9.30. Then we'll catch you in the evening if you're with us around about 7.30 for Bible study and then later on in the evening with my good brother uh, Don we will be um, taking communion at the midnight hour so Wednesday is a busy day God bless every one of you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ God is with you no one can change that he loves you good night, God bless, we'll see you soon take care Thank you for listening to Elim Church Swanley's latest podcast. You can find us on Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Alexa, Mixcloud, Facebook, Instagram, 